Greetings to each of you who have listened to this show before, and a heartfelt welcome to those hearing the program for the first time. I'm your host, Pam Christian, for this show known as Faith to Live By, and each week I explore realities that we're all dealing with to help us understand the times we're living in and to know how to apply our faith so we actually experience the victory Christ died to give us. In addition to hosting this podcast, I'm also a keynote speaker and an author of a book series by the same name, Faith to Live By. My stated purpose in my ministry work is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth. And today, like never before, people are clamoring to know the truth. We've been awakened. We've been awakened to the fact that we've been deceived and people are scrambling to know who and what they can trust. Lies and deception are from the enemy of God who has been influencing people in positions of leadership and power to accomplish his evil plans. The enemy has tried to accelerate God's timeline and establish a one-world order under the rule of the Antichrist. While the Bible makes it clear, the enemy will have great authority and power in the end times, but the great and terrible days of the final years of the end times are not now. As much as the enemy of God has tried to advance his plans, he is still a defeated foe and subject to the will and power of God. Amen. With this edition of Faith to Live By, I want to help you gain greater confidence in truth and greater confidence in what is going on in the world today. I want to help you conquer fear and be set free from the works of the devil. I think you'd agree with me that fear has been the prominent force this past year. And when fear reigns, faith is diminished. Actually, the kryptonite to our Christian faith is fear. Consider the fictional character Superman. He had superpowers enabling him to protect humanity and keeping them from harm and destruction. But the one substance that weakens his power is kryptonite. When Superman came into contact with kryptonite, his superpowers were seriously diminished. Well, that's exactly how fear impacts us in our Christian life. Even mature, believing Christians can be influenced by fear. And when we are, our faith is seriously impaired. When our faith is impaired, we are ripe for all sorts of negative thoughts, emotions, uh, adversities, and more intended by the enemy of God to harm us. Fear is one of the enemy's most effective tools because it can render the power and the authority of Christ in disciples of Christ completely impotent. The COVID-19 virus has been expertly used by the enemy of God to bring tremendous fear. And there are those who have been influenced by Satan who have perpetuated fear as a means to control us and make us compliant, allowing them to accomplish their self-serving agenda for wealth and power. Truth, the knowledge of truth and acting on truth will always destroy fear. The way we overcome fear is to discover and live in life-giving truth. As long as the enemy can keep us deceived, we will be subject to fear. But when we seek to discover and live in life-giving truth, we take the power back. It's evident this past year, God has been exposing evil and corruption so that we will wake up to the truth. God wants us to realize we have been deceived. We have placed our trust and faith in people and institutions who actually seek to control us. And God is making certain that his people are caused to see the good and the evil so that we are no longer deceived. God is making it clear so we consciously choose which we want to be aligned with, good or evil. There will be a time when the enemy has control over the majority of the people on the earth, when people will worship the Antichrist. And as much as Satan has tried to accelerate God's timeline, God has stepped in and declared that the time is not now. Now is the time of the great awakening of souls. 
People everywhere are awakening to the truth. They are hungry for truth, unlike any other time in our lives. These are the days when the great white harvest of souls, the billion-soul harvest for Christ, is to occur. Did you know all of heaven is experiencing a heightened sense of excitement, having eagerly waited for these days in God's plan for a very long time? This time, this now time in which we live, will exhibit some of the greatest days we've ever known. God is showing up in great power and authority now, and I believe what's ahead is epic. God wants those of us who belong to Him to understand the times and to get engaged with His plans to participate with the greatest revival and reformation the earth has ever seen. As Christ followers, we are commissioned by Jesus to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching all that Christ taught. And Jesus said, He will be with us even to the end of the age, that He has given us all His authority and power to accomplish the Great Commission. We read about this in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And this is what each and every one of us who belong to Jesus are called to do in this season. Make disciples. Help other people discover the truth they so desperately need. I believe the reason the enemy has been able to infiltrate as deeply as he has is because we, the Church of All Believers, have not been properly working to guard and uphold truth. This is a matter we really need to confess. We need to repent and seek the Lord consistent with 2 Chronicles 7.14 to hear our prayers and to heal our land. I remember some years ago when I was asking the Lord to know more about my personal assignment, and I heard him say very clearly, you're to be a missionary to the church. I was really taken back and then became quite sad to think that the church in America needs missionaries that the church in America needs people to help jar them out of their deception and bring them to the light of truth. Even with Jesus' reassurance of his power and authority and presence being with us, we still have a tough time sharing our faith to help bring others to Christ. So, because our world is so desperate for truth, I want to spend this and a couple other podcasts equipping us to get through our obstacles and become confident in sharing our faith and bringing others to the truth and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There are a few reasons we're reticent to share our faith. One has to do with political correctness or a political correct culture. You know, many people today claim truth is relative and personal, and no one has the right to impose their beliefs on others. It's considered offensive. Another reason we're reluctant to share our faith is the out-of-balance esteem of tolerance. On the surface, being tolerant sounds good. But tolerance is only as good as the wisdom behind it. Consider the wisdom of tolerating an open flame near gasoline. There is none, unless, of course, the desired outcome is a catastrophic, devastating explosion. I know you have friends and family in your life who don't believe God exists or who are not living their life in Christ. And you see them every day making decisions that you know will ultimately bring them harm. But you still don't speak up. Well, let's get something really straight. The most unloving thing we can do is to knowingly allow another person to live their life on the basis of lies. So when it comes to our friends and our family, who better than us who have genuine love and respect for them to help them discover and live in life-giving truth, not to mention the eternal hope truth provides? What we need is to learn a way to reach out and lovingly share our faith with others. So I want to share what I stumbled upon with you. 
I was booked to speak for a large women's event, and I'm not the kind of speaker who remains reclusive until the specific times I'm scheduled to speak. I like to mingle with the attendees, to socialize a little bit, and to get to know the general atmosphere where I will be speaking. And this particular event was a weekend-long event that started on a Friday late afternoon with a check-in and a social time. So a lively group of women were gathered as more women continued to check in, and the chatter and the buzz in the room was really upbeat. I was visiting with a small group when from behind me I heard a loud, booming voice from a woman clearly making a statement directed at me before she ever had eye contact with me. She said, I just can't believe in a God who will send people to hell just because they don't believe Jesus is anything other than a good teacher. Well, as you can imagine, the entire room became silent and every pair of eyes were focused on me. I hadn't even presented a single message to the group at this point, and I knew I had better come up with a good answer or this was going to be a very long weekend for me. I quickly prayed, and then I found myself ask her while everyone was listening. I asked, are you seeking to find the truth or do you think you've already found it? Well, her mouth dropped open. She tilted her head and she had a puzzled look on her face before she turned in silence and walked away. Apparently, this answer satisfied the crowd because the lively banter of conversation resumed. And you can bet I was greatly relieved. Well, that was several years ago, and that woman's attitude about God was the popular position in the culture of the time. When a person has a preconceived understanding of a matter, it's really difficult to get them to reconsider any other perspective. Add to that the widespread claim that truth is relative and personal and no one has the right to tell us what to believe, sharing the gospel becomes offensive. For the woman in my example, I stumbled upon the power of simply asking a question. I know it breaks your heart to see friends and family who have been deceived and believe matters to be true that are not, and while you want to lead them to truth, you just haven't had the comfort level to do so. Well, today, things are radically changed. People are starved for the truth and open to listening to points of view they previously rejected with fresh consideration. The potential of offending them or them rejecting you today is much less than in recent decades. There has never been a better time in our lifetimes for us to become bold in sharing our faith. This year, since COVID-19 adversely impacted the whole world and God's continual exposure of evil and corruption that's been perpetrated and progressed largely through government and media, has many people reeling. People worldwide have come to a crisis of faith with the realization that what they had believed, what they trusted in, has failed them. Many institutions and people who have been in positions of influence and leadership are being exposed for the evil, corrupt, and self-serving individuals they are, and this produces a crisis of faith. What people had trusted in has been proven unworthy, leaving people with a sense of panic. They have been caused to realize that what they have accepted as truth and trustworthy are not. It was all smoke and mirrors. Maybe you know firsthand it is highly unsettling to realize what you believe and have based your life on is not 100% truth. This is something I personally understand, which I wrote about in more detail in my book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. You see, I had a life crisis that forced me to reconsider everything I had believed and built my life upon. And in that crisis, I realized I had accepted many things to be true, which were not. And these deceptive foundations, these Faulty beliefs actually were the cause of my crisis. So what I want to do with this and some future podcasts 
is to help you understand the mindset of people we need to reach and then also fortify you with methods and knowledge to remove obstacles that prevent you from effectively sharing truth with those you love and care about. Because of the imminent great harvest of souls, people who are soon to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and the ministry assignment God has given me, I want to equip you to be able to confidently share your faith. I suggest you begin with my book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. It's a great summary of the Christian faith and provides ample reasons why all roads don't lead to the same God in heaven. It'll actually help you better articulate what you believe for yourself, which will equip you to be more confident in sharing truth with others. There'll be a link in the show notes to make getting the book really easy and affordable. These are actually highly exciting times for Christians to be alive. God has been exposing evil and corruption, lies and destruction to wake people up to truth, truth about God, truth about Satan, and truth about ourselves. Day after day, we are gaining awareness of the people and the institutions that have intentionally misled us to control and oppress us and to elevate themselves. God is revealing all of this so we will know the truth and also to reveal where he is and will be administering his justice. The very fact that social media and news networks are exposed for the propaganda and censorship that they've been doing creates an atmosphere that opens the door wide for us to share truth. Because people have become aware what they've believed or trusted is not true, they are more open to hearing perspectives they once rejected. Mario Murillo recently wrote the following in one of his blog posts, quote, This is a deeply frustrating moment for me. The reason is because I see two forces in the process of colliding. One is wonderful beyond words and the other is inexplicably tragic. The American church is being handed the opportunity of a lifetime, but she has not seized it. Right now, a great number of Americans want to be born again. I have never seen so many, not even during the Jesus movement. I know what the media wants you to believe about Americans. They want you to believe that the message of the gospel is grossly unpopular, but that's a lie. And the paradox is that the only way to prove that is a lie is by shaking the church out of the very tragedy I'm trying to explain. Mario continues, Do you realize what Democrat leaders have done? They have made Americans utterly miserable. Even Biden's avid fans, if there are any, are in agony because of his leadership. Democrat governors like Newsom and Cuomo are being assailed for destroying lives. Millions are groping in the darkness in a despair that has been created by the Democrat Party, which is why they are ripe for the gospel. That is why our tent meetings overflow with unchurched people who are yearning for the preaching of the word of God. They want to know Jesus. End quote. I suggest you read the entire post, so I'm going to provide a link in the show notes. It's really, really helpful. Can't you see God's fingerprints all over this? The progressive, self-appointed elite, which includes people from both parties, by the way, not just the Democrats, as Mario wrote, but these elite have been trying to convert America from a republic to a communist, tyrannical state. They have had a plan to oppress and condition we the people so they can advance their elite status while increasing their wealth off the labor by the rest of us. They want to turn America from a republic, which is for and by the people, to a tyrannical communist state, and many have aligned themselves with the CCP to accomplish this. There are representatives in the CCP who have infiltrated our neighborhoods, our businesses, media, schools, and more, waiting for their orders to impose their agenda. 
Christianity is the biggest threat to communism, which is why these people, bent on evil, have done all they can to limit and ultimately remove our freedoms, our religious freedoms, even mandating restrictions upon the church that are not required of other institutions. Remember, I've said all along, we're living in a battle of good versus evil, God versus Satan. God and the Christian faith seek freedom from oppression. Satan and communism seek control by oppression. While the enemy is seeking to advance his plan of oppression and control, God is exposing them. The evil, the lies, the deception, and more is being revealed. While people cooperating with evil are trying to shut down everything to prevent truth from being known through propaganda, fake news, censorship, mandating church closures, and more, God is exposing evil, making people everywhere clamor to find truth, to find hope, to know in whom and what they should place their trust and base their life. God has radically changed the atmosphere for truth to be made known, and we, his people, are called in these very days to do what we previously failed to do, fulfill the Great Commission. These are truly exciting times. But are we prepared? Do we know how to share the gospel, even in this season of great hunger for truth? I don't think so, which is why I want to take a few of my podcasts to equip and prepare us for these glorious times. If you have friends and loved ones you want to see come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, you won't want to miss this and the next few podcasts. So let's get started. First, get it firm in your mind that the most unloving thing to do is to knowingly allow a person to live their life on the basis of a lie. No one wants to live their life on the basis of a lie. But unless we examine what we believe and why we believe as we do, we can easily be deceived and not know we are. It's the nature of deception that the victim is unaware. Each one of us can be deceived and unaware of our condition, even as a Christ follower. To discover if we are deceived, we must examine what we believe and why. Helping friends and family explore what they believe, especially in these times where everyone is searching for truth, is going to be easier than ever if you maintain proper respect and pace in the conversation. If you don't obviously respect the person that you're trying to reach, they will not receive anything from you. And by pace, I mean being aware of what they say, body language, voice inflictions, and more, to know when to back off and to wait for a future time to pursue the conversation leading to sharing the gospel. As I've discovered, simply asking questions that are clearly presented with respect, without judgment, is the best way to engage people on any subject. However, before you start, pray. Be sure to pray. Ask the Lord to guide you and give you an extra measure of discernment and sensitivity to know how to progress in the conversation. You can ask a question about anything you believe will engage them. Playing off of our current events that are causing anxiety and unrest is one approach. And with that, you might ask, did you see where Judge Clarence Thomas was the only Supreme Court judge who wanted to hear the case for potential election fraud? This question presents the underlying ethics of right from wrong with one inquiry, and then it opens the door to continue conversation. If you don't like the current event approach, you can ask a personal question, such as, have you ever felt like you're missing something, that there must be something more to life than you're experiencing? If you have a close relationship with the person you're trying to reach for Christ, you'll probably know the best initial question to ask because you'll know what they are struggling with. Helping friends and family through anything they struggle with conveys love and concern. Instead of a question, another conversation starters to simply make a personal claim of your own. It could be something like, I'm having trouble with the conflicting reports about COVID-19 and the 
efficacy of masks and the safety of the vaccine. Or another approach might be, I feel so badly for the many small business owners who will never open their doors again. Making a personal statement about trending topics is an innocuous way to begin conversation. What you express in this method is common human compassion, and that is a great conversation foundation. You could even start out by asking, have you ever examined what you believe to be true to make certain it is true? They will likely ask back, what do you mean? Then you could follow up with the explanation. Well, the nature of deception means the victim is unaware of their condition, so it makes sense to me that we should regularly examine what we believe and why to make certain we base our life on truth, don't you think? This is the fastest way to engage in a conversation about truth, but you need to select your approach based on your relationship with the person you're trying to reach. Keep in mind, most of us acquired our beliefs from our parents or other highly respected role models in our lives, so to examine what we believe can feel like an affront or a disrespect to those we esteem. When I've noticed a person is feeling uneasy about even examining their beliefs, I make an additional inquiry and I ask something like, it seems you're feeling uncomfortable about examining what you believe. Can you tell me why? It may take them a little bit or they may not be able to articulate why they're struggling. So be compassionate and respectful. You can actually help them by saying something like, I know I had a tough time at first because most of what I believe to be true was taught to me by my parents. I felt like I was dishonoring them just to examine it. But then I know they love me and they would never knowingly teach me something that wasn't true. So I figured if I discover something that I believe that came from them and it's not true, then I could have the opportunity to have them reconsider the matter and help them adjust their beliefs to line up with truth. Connecting on what we have in common, in this case, the concern for dishonoring our parents is a great relationship builder. Don't ever approach anyone with a predetermined list of questions. This is actually manipulative. Instead, have a conversation. Listen for the answers they give and pray, seeking the Lord for the next logical, compassionate question. You'll know when it's appropriate to insert your own experience to either help them articulate what they're feeling or to help them explore what they believe and why. You'll want to feel your way through the conversation. If you know they believe we evolved, that God doesn't exist, and man is the highest authority, or any other belief that they claim, you can simply ask them, why do you believe that? And when you ask, make sure you have a tone of inquiry and not challenge. So if they claim truth is relative, then you simply ask, why do you believe that? The burden of proof to substantiate a claim is always on the one who makes the claim. This must not be confrontational, but a genuine curiosity to know why they've concluded as they have. What I'm actually teaching here is how to apply apologetics, which is a method of discovery that leads to truth. The first book in my Faith Live By series, which I mentioned earlier, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, explores what I've covered here today and a whole lot more. Again, if you want to be more confident of why you believe as you do, and then be able to help others discover and live their life in life-giving truth, get a copy of my book with the promo code in the show notes to make it even more affordable. It would be rare for you to engage a person in conversation to lead them to the gospel truth in one conversation. But if you do, that's more reason to praise God. Expect to have several conversations with the person. Make it a point to stop the process of inquiry, asking if you could continue the exploration another time. You don't need to be covert about what you're doing. You can let your friends or family member know you want to explore truth with them for their sake and for yours. Even if we know the truth of Jesus, we can inadvertently adopt an incorrect doctrine. So 
exploring our faith with others, having the conversation with everyone involved is good. There may be times the person makes a claim that you'll need to research to better discuss at a future date. They may ask you a question where you don't know the answer and your response simply needs to be, I don't know, but I want to know. Let me look it up and we can discuss it next time. At some point, you'll want to share your testimony. And in brief, you'll simply explain what your life was like, what happened to cause you to question what you believed, what you learned that changed your mind, and what your life has been like since. How to succinctly present your own testimony is what I want to explore in the future podcasts. And I'll even be sharing my own testimony, warts and all, so you don't want to miss that. Beyond our testimony of salvation, we will each one also have testimonies of how our faith has been tested. We'll explore that in future podcasts as well. One of the ways my faith was tested was through a very long season of repeated financial loss. We even lost our home to foreclosure. So when people began losing their businesses and livelihoods due to COVID-19, my heart hurt for them. This is why I have Ed Torres as one of my sponsors, and he's also my personal financial planner. When it comes to our future, we need to gain God's wisdom and work in partnership with him to fulfill his plans for us, and having a good financial plan is essential. When it comes to financial planning, one size fits all isn't a fit at all. Ask Ed Torres, a team member with the financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Service, LLC. Ask Ed about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. It's a personalized, flexible, step-by-step approach toward financial balance, so you can feel confident about the future as well as your wants and needs of today. With the Confident Retirement Approach and a one-on-one relationship with an advisor, Edward Torres will help you live life and save for tomorrow in a way that's right for you. It's what financial balance is all about. So, call Ed today, 949-250-3210. Offices are located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They're licensed in many states, so I'll have a link to his website on the show notes, and I encourage you to contact him for a free consultation. As I said, he is my financial advisor and a wonderful Christian man I can highly recommend. In order for me to produce my podcasts, I need the support of my sponsors and listeners. I never ask you to give to my ministry direct, but I do ask you to avail of the services and products you'll find in my show notes. In that way, I'll receive some needed financial support. If you've liked what you've heard here today, let's connect beyond this podcast. I don't want just a one-way conversation. Consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will also make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. With so much going on every day, let's also connect on social media. You can find me on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. Also, be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring to you is one way you can show me the support, and I would really appreciate that. If you've enjoyed today's program, Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel 
and it also helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Also, depending on the platform where you listen, why not subscribe to this podcast so you're sure you don't miss a single edition? And lastly, visit my page for this show at faithtoliveby.com where you can learn about and take advantage of the special offers available to my listeners from my sponsors and partners. Faith to Live By is a business owned by Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victories over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.